TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And this week, I've been doing some reflection and I've really been pondering about what makes a successful plan to achieve optimal health. So during this time, a few points really jumped out at me. The first one was that quite obviously, there's no singular one-size-fits-all solution. Um, There's obviously some basic principles that we can all draw from, and it's becoming more and more obvious that we need to take individual differences like genetics and lifestyle into consideration. And um, here at that paleo show, it absolutely gives us goosebumps that finally it's becoming acceptable to look at our uniqueness and through a process of trial and error, honest judgment, free discussion, and by drawing on our common sense, uh, we can explore various approaches that might best suit us as an individual. So while a less prescribed pathway to health is slowly but surely becoming more talked about and viable, what about the people that don't know what they're dealing with? Where did they start and what do they do to overcome their feelings of hopelessness and frustration so the great news is that today's guest has experienced exactly this she was someone who had always been relatively healthy maybe carried a few extra kilos but overall operated pretty well most of the time it's amazing how quickly a health crisis can put things into perspective and that's exactly what we are going to talk about today Tara's journey of change was born of frustration and sheer desperation to get back to a place of health and vitality. So after a relatively smooth sailing, she started to experience allergies, major weight gain, depression, acne, itchy scalp, boils, missed periods, joint pain and IBS. Tara suffered with what she eventually learned was HS. I'm no wordsmith. I'm a good, good at a lot of things, but I'm not going to attempt to say the full name right now. I'm going to go to Tara for that in a minute. But HS, um, Tara had for about 20 years, she learned, and uh, she quickly became an underground legend, which is so excited, to, so exciting to her internet community. Um, and she presented methodical, self-tested action plans about her journey to heal naturally. Her road to wellness was not a straightforward one. It contained many detours um, that she had to face along the way, and that included lack of compassion or support from her doctors. Um, But the great news is, fast forward to today, and Tara is now not only an amazing beacon of health, but she's a wonderful ambassador for helping others through their own health journey. She has shed an astounding 74 pounds, or for our Aussie listeners, 33 and a half kilos, and she's come out the other side a stronger, happier, healthier um, person, swinging with both, both fists, ready to face anything. She's brutally honest about her approach and has blogged about her ups and downs on her website, Primal Girl, as she fought solo to claim back her health. She's a relatable and sincere, and uh, these traits paired with her drive to enlighten, empower, and evolve make her stand out as a genuine source of inspiration and hope in a sea of information overload. So to her credit, 
Tara has written an outstanding book about her very personal experience, and that's called The Hidden Plague, which is a field guide for surviving and overcoming HS. The premise of her holistic approach lies on the understanding that HS is an autoimmune disorder which is caused by leaky gut syndrome, and we think that that is definitely something worth exploring more. So, Tara, you are an amazing example of someone that has taken accountability for their health, and you've literally turned your life around. We are so thrilled to be able to talk to you today, and uh, we officially want to welcome to the show primal girl and successful author, plus all-round champion, Tara Grant. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. Hi, Steve. It's so nice to be here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome, Tara. We're so excited to have you along and we we can't wait to get into the nitty gritty with you. Um, Tara, as our listeners have just briefly heard, um, you've overcome some huge obstacles in your life uh, in order to get to where you are today. What was your turning point? When did you realize that for you things had to change? Um, I think uh, after I had to do uh, in vitro fertilization to get pregnant, and uh, I ended up having twin boys in January of 2009, and uh, the, the weight on the scale started to go back up after I lost the initial weight from obviously the babies and, and, um, and the, you know, bloating and whatnot. Um, I was at about, uh, 250 pounds and then the weight started to go back up on the scale. And, uh, I was absolutely terrified at that point. I was just feeling miserable. Um, I didn't have any energy. I was eating sugar constantly just to try and have enough energy to, you know, get through my day waking up every two hours to feed the babies and um I just, uh, you know, I could barely get down on the ground uh, at all. And I, I thought, what am I going to do when these two little boys who I just knew were going to be so active, what am I going to do when they want to play with me and I'm unable to play? You know, oh, I'm sorry, mommy's too depressed to get out of bed today. You know, mommy's uh, joints are aching and I'm, I'm in pain. And I thought it's just going to be a mis- miserable for me and not a very good example for my children. And then I thought, what am I going to do in an emergency? Uh, because my husband's in the military. He deploys quite a lot. So I'm often left al- home alone with these, these two kids. I thought, if I have an emergency, let's say the house is on fire, I'm not even going to be able to get them out of the house on time. I tried to imagine myself carrying both of them at the same time and and sprinting, and I I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. I knew something had to change. Something absolutely had to change. And I picked up a copy of The Primal Blueprint by Mark Sisson on Mother's Day of 2009 and uh, haven't looked back since. Mm -hmm. I knew it was the right path for me. As soon as I started reading it, all of these light bulbs went off, and I just I knew that that was going to be the right thing to do. That's fantastic, Tara. It's uh, it's pretty inspiring stuff, and it, there's nothing like uh, that deep emotional uh, desire to really be healthy for your family, to shift, to start you on a journey, and uh, make you motivated to want to move towards better health. Um, for those people who maybe are sort of nodding along, thinking, "Okay, yeah, this could be my story," or, or perhaps are looking around for a, a inspiration or a motivation to move forward, what what advice would you have for perhaps uh, new parents that are in your position as well? Oh well, that's uh, in my position now, or the position I was in then. Uh, position you're in then. Um. Well, if uh, you find yourself um, 
Oh, I guess, you know, treat yourself the same way you treat your children. Mm. Um, at the beginning, I found myself saying, oh, I wouldn't feed my kids that, but I was eating it myself. Yeah. You know, so if uh, your children's parents aren't healthy, then it's not going to benefit your children very much at all. So treat yourself the same way you treat your children with the same love and compassion and uh, and you should be fine. Yeah, that's fantastic advice, Tara. And I guess it's the, I'm not a parent yet, but I guess that's uh, really the ultimate challenge, isn't it? Loving yourself enough to, I guess, walk the talk and, and be that example and also making sure that you are able to be the best you can be for your kids. So, um, Tara, I'm keen for you to have a bit of a, a chat and talk us through when you were at your low point, um, what did that look like? And um, obviously we've spoken about how you, um, you, when you decided to change, but what steps did you take? Uh, well, at my low point, um, I was I started at 253 pounds, and I'd actually um, I've I lost a total of 112 pounds. I'm not sure what that's that is in kilos, um, but uh, I'm down now down to 141. Uh, so, but at my low point, I would say. Um, you know, uh, just the all of the different syndromes and uh, and itises that I had, uh, diseases and the pain and the depression. Uh, my hair was falling out. Um, everything hurt, and I felt like I was about eighty years old. And uh, I I actually felt like that long before I got pregnant. Um, I'd say pretty much most of my twenties and early thirties, um, I was miserable and. Um, and I just didn't understand why. We were talking about uh, prior to the podcast, Tara, where you were saying about the uh, the, the doctors that you went and saw, um, the journey that you went through um, in order to get to a place where you're happy with your health. Can you tell us a little bit about you know those those sort of conventional common approaches that you went through and just how much endurance you had to go through in order to get to a place where you reached a place of happier health ah yeah of course um there was you know always little things wrong with me and i never quite understood that everything was all connected so i would go to the doctors for individual symptoms if i was having problems with my period or i was having acne or problems losing weight and uh each doctor wanted to treat each symptom individually they never put everything together and so I saw approximately uh, between 40 and 50 doctors. I honestly lost count. And uh, probably the most um, uh, heartbreaking one for me was when the only doctor that ever suggested that nutrition could have anything to do with it put me on a calorie-restricted diet. Mm. Um, And I believe I was on that for... I think it was about three months or so. I was on 1,600 calories a day, um, and uh, and I was exercising between five to six times a week, and I was exercising really, really hard. You know, I was on that treadmill just sweating away. Yeah. And, um so I, I logged my food every single day. He said it didn't matter what I ate as long as I stayed under 1,600 calories. Oh, and so there was not a single day during that three months that I went over 1,600 calories. Mm. Um, you know, of, of course, some days I ate nothing but licorice. But I ate less than 1,600 calories worth of licorice. And so I should I should have just been dropping weight left, right, and center, yeah. right? So yeah. at the end of the time, I go back to the doctors, and I get on the scale, and I was down one pound. Oh, 
And he said to me, well, you haven't been exercising uh, then. And I said, oh, no, but I have. I said, in fact, I've just come from the gym. And uh, he said, well, then, you know, let me see your food journal. And he, he looks and he said, well, this is made up. He goes, you, did, you must have been cheating because this, this can't happen. It's calories in, calories out. You've burnt, you know, you're, you're, you're lying to me somehow. And I felt terrible yeah. because I had followed his instructions to the letter and it didn't work. So I thought, well, I'm broken. There's, mm. there's just, you know, obviously I just can't lose weight. And then when I found out that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome and one of the symptoms was weight gain, it's very difficult to lose weight. Um, that kind of made sense to me that I hadn't been able to lose weight. And I, I, kind of resigned myself to it. Well, this is what I'm going to be like for the rest of my life. Um, you know, and then I, but I just wasn't happy being, being sick. So I kept going back to doctors for, for various things. And, um, once I had that diagnosis of PCOS, um, I got online. Now, this was 1999, 2000, sometime around there. So there wasn't a lot of information on the Internet yet. But I managed to find some thread in some forum saying somebody with PCOS had had luck losing weight uh, by cutting their carbs. Mm. So I cut my carbs, and I lost 40 pounds almost overnight. Wow. And it was the first time I'd been able to lose weight. And I thought, oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Atkins died. <laughs> and so, you know, I was happy with that 40 pound weight loss and I just kind of maintained it and I slipped back. I didn't understand about food quality. I didn't understand things about like gluten or insulin or anything. I just, the only thing I knew was carbs. Mm. So uh, before I got married, I tried to lose weight again and I thought, well, I know what to do. All I have to do is cut my carbs. Yeah. And so I did and nothing happened and I wasn't able to lose weight again. And so I thought, oh, geez, I'm broken. I'm broken again. Okay. Um, and then so I was actually, you know, between uh, 190 to 200 pounds for for uh, most of my adult life um, and, until I, then I got pregnant and absolutely skyrocketed. Um, and then uh, once I found the paleo diet and things started just uh, coming together, all those puzzle pieces, if I hadn't tried the Atkins diet and I hadn't lost weight by cutting my carbs initially, I don't know that I would have made the connection that I, that I knew that it would be right for me. Um, but when, uh, you know, reading Mark Sisson's um, information about insulin and um, how every, all the carbohydrates we eat are converted into sugar and, you know, um, and then learning about anti-nutrients and everything. Everything made sense <laughs> to me. And so, um, you know, I think I lost weight just reading the first chapter of that book, <laughs> you know, but um, it, it, was, it was steady. It was, you know, 10, 20 pounds in the first month and then it just kept coming off. Um, but what also happened at that same time where all my syndromes went away mm -hmm. one by one I noticed all of a sudden I had my periods back and then I noticed I wasn't breaking out and my my elbow which I'd had to go to physical therapy for for ages didn't hurt anymore my knees didn't hurt anymore my hair was growing back all of these things slowly I'd say by about 18 months I just felt fantastic I was 20 pounds below my goal weight and um and I knew that, you know, I didn't even care how much I weighed. I yeah. just felt so good. And I was picking my kids up and doing kettlebell swings with them, which they loved. It's so much fun. <laughs> and, um, 
and just energy for days and days. And uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. I haven't really been to a doctor in about four years now. <laughs> How yeah. great is that? Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tara. Well, it, um, We've got something interesting with the military uh, over here as well, where the um, the military doctors like to prescribe a lot of medication, yeah. and so that's what I was finding. I was always being offered these pills, and I did take them years and years ago. I'll, I'll will admit that I took them because I was looking for that answer in a magic pill. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I realized that there wasn't one, and that I had the power to change things myself by myself uh, with no gimmicks then, you know, I haven't looked back. It's so empowering, Tara, and you spoke about uh, the the primal blueprint there from Mark Sisson, and that's one that we've read as well, and I agree with you. The empowerment that you get from Mark talking about switching off the bad genes and switching on the good genes to express themselves based on a a primal lifestyle really made a lot of sense, and I can can tell that it's it's been... um, a real eye-opener for you as well. And what a what a cool uh, th- way that things have come around in a full circle for you because your book, uh, The Hidden Plague, is, is actually published by um, Primal Blueprint Publishing. Um, I, I guess I, I wanted to say really a big thank you, Tara, because you, this is kind of a double-sided uh, compliment, but you have had so much adversity and so much challenge with your health. And it's often those people that go through those things themselves and those battles themselves uh, who come out on the other side that are the people who are the most inspirational and able to help other people through um, their challenges who are on a similar journey. So m- my question mm-hmm. is, with your book, um, who is this for? Who, who, would, who would benefit from the hidden plague? Uh, anyone that has any type of a skin condition mm-hmm. that has not resolved from a paleo diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Essentially. Great. Yeah, and, and that was something. So the condition's called hydrodenitis supportiva, and most people have probably never heard of it because people that have HS don't talk about it. They either don't know what they have, they might think that they have weird ingrown hairs in their armpits, or, you know, maybe some boils on their bum, and they certainly don't talk about that. They don't tell their friends. Um, and many people are, are embarrassed to even talk to their doctors about it. Yeah. And when they do go to the doctor, a lot of the doctors don't know what it is and they just uh, prescribe antibiotics. Mm. And so anyone that has had, um, you know, even cystic acne on your face or or uh, strange little pimples on your scalp or, or on your back, uh, anywhere on your body, um, you know, eczema, psoriasis, things like that, that haven't resolved from a standard paleo diet, um, you need to do something a little more in depth. Uh, an autoimmune paleo protocol, uh, and actually a little more in-depth than that. There's, there's more information when it comes to the skin. There are, are other factors of what I call triggers, um, including yeast and even things like mushrooms that, that can make people flare up. And so uh, I tried to include all of the, the different triggers uh, and the different reasons uh, that these skin conditions uh, manifest and uh, to try and help everybody because I know how devastating it can be, how embarrassing 
embarrassing uh, it is. And especially when you have something on your face where everyone can see, it just ruins your self-esteem. And uh, I want to help people reclaim that, that confidence and the glowing skin and just health and vitality that I feel. Now I want to help other people gain that as well. Fantastic. And you've certainly achieved that with what you've put together in your book. It's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, even for those of us that are not suffering from HS, I still think there's a great deal to be gained from your book. Um, And Tara, I love so much that you spoke about um, the development of your relationship with food, going from one where you just cut out the carbs and, and that's what you knew through to understanding about nutrient-dense foods. And that was something that really resonated with me. And I think for our listeners, whether you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, or um, just achieve uh, you know, better health, it's so important to hear that because um, I know personally, like my relationship with calories, it, it does your head in. Um, and I've come from a place where I was really restricting and nothing gives me more pleasure now than, you know, people at work watch what I eat like a hawk, knowing that I am a bit controversial with my paleo eating. And, you know, there's some pressure in that, but I really delight and be able to tell them that, yeah, I ate 4000 calories today and I'm fantastic. I feel healthy. So, um, I mean, um, I mean, in relation to food, on your blog, you talk about um, your relationship with food, and um, I love the honesty in that. I was reading um, a blog, it was a guest blog, um, and it was about food not being the enemy. Can you elaborate on that and how you view food now? Wow, I I view food food completely differently than I used to. Um, I used to eat for comfort. Uh, because I was depressed, I ate because I was happy. Um, I ate for, you know, in any social situation, I just ate all mm. the time. And I ate carbs. That's what I, I was a, just addicted to sugar. Um, changing to a paleo diet, to a primal diet, um, has been so freeing. Um, I used to weigh everything and I used to count calories and I was concerned. I thought about food all the time. And I noticed something over the last couple of years that, you know, I forgot to eat lunch because I just, I wasn't hungry. My body didn't send me any signals. I was busy doing something. I was happy. I felt fantastic. I go, oh, whoops, I missed lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, well, it's okay. I, I, I eat to live now yeah. rather than living to eat. And it's, it was just something that happened. It wasn't something that I, I set out to do. It's, I think it's kind of a byproduct of eating, giving your body what it needs and being fully nourished. I was never nourished before. I was eating empty calories and chemicals and garbage. And my body just kept screaming out for the nutrients that it needed. And I never delivered or I would pop a multivitamin and, you know, Know, call it good. And uh, now that I have the, the nutrients that I need and uh, everything is working great, my body gives me these clear signals when I need, when I need to eat. And, uh, and when I listen really carefully, I can even tell what I need to eat. Oh, wow. I'll have a craving for liver. 
<laughs> you know, something. And, and then I know I'll, you know, look at my food journal and go, well, you know, I haven't had a lot of uh, vitamin A lately. I think that's, that's what my body wants. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, completely different. So freeing. I just yeah. can eat however much I want. <laughs> and I'm so satisfied because my, my food is so high in fat and good fat that, you know, I'm, I get full and, yeah, no more weird cravings, no more wanting to have a snack before I go to bed or having to eat right after I work out or carrying candy bars in my purse or nothing. Um, you know, it's it's extremely freeing. If that's not an advertisement for uh, cleaning up your diet, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating good fat is oh, it just makes you so happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, always, you always have that smile on your face afterwards. You're like, I'm so content. I just ate lots of good fat. So I actually said to Steve this morning, Steve, I had never imagined myself getting to a place in life where I would lick the spoon when I've been using coconut oil, and we just eat it by the spoonful now. We're crazy for it. Oh, I've been doing something. I've been making a vanilla infused coconut oil. Oh, nice. Okay, so do you guys have access to cocoa butter? Yes, as yes, well? I do. Yep. Okay, so take two thirds coconut oil, one third cocoa butter, and um, gently melt it. Take a vanilla bean, uh, put it in. Um, and then I like to use pure orange oil because oh. I love orange chocolate. Yes. Um, and then just close it up and put it in your pantry for, it doesn't take very long for the flavors to infuse through. Uh, and then uh, it'll usually, it'll harden up or you can just put it in the fridge to harden after a while. And how oh, I just, I'll add that to coffee. Um, I just eat it by the spoonful. Oh, yeah. um, I, I also wash my face with it man i'm um, having a food and gasm. i use it as a moisturizer um i'll add salt to it and use it as a salt scrub um it's it's just so amazing and especially to travel with because when you need something you you know you're feeling peckish you just take a take a spoonful of it or i'll just wash my hands stick my hands right in the jar and just <laughs> eat it that way as well but the the vanilla you can buy vanilla infused coconut oil and it's three times the price yeah. or you can just get a vanilla bean and do it yourself <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about being able to eat it and then use it on your face and i was just imagining just this crazy tongue licking it off <laughs> as you as you're applying it you're like some for you some for me um, <laughs> Tara, I was uh, doing a bit of research, finding out all things uh, Primal Girl, and I, uh, I'm really interested because we um, like we're fascinated about things like cultured foods, kombucha, stuff like that. And um, what I found on your website is the grain-free Primal Cracker recipe that you've got, or your magical dough recipe, as you like to call it. And um, I noticed that this like ticks pretty much every single box I've ever seen with regards to autoimmune friendly, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and it's also uh, pretty amendable as well based on primal slash paleo strictness and, and the way you're going there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Um, sure. Yeah. I, I came up with this amazing recipe. I don't want to give away the secret ingredients in it, but I can say it's all whole foods. It's foods that you would have in your kitchen. More than likely, you wouldn't even have to go to the to the grocery store. Um, and uh, grain free. Uh, now it's not low carb. It's there's plenty of carbs in it, but there's also plenty of fat. Um, and uh, I first started out making rolls and. Um, and then I thought, you know, this would make a good pizza crust. Let me flatten it out. Lo and behold, it was like the best pizza crust that I've ever had. And I was making it one day and the edges got, they were a little too thin. And it was, I snapped it off. I went, oh, wow, it's, it's crackers too. <laughs> and so then I made, I made, cra- made it into crackers and they were amazing. So they stay crispy, you know, in, in my pantry for a week, wow. which is unbelievable. And then I thought, you know what? I bet you I can make tortillas out of this. So I <laughs> made tortillas out of it um, and fried it in a frying pan. And that they, they were pliable and really amazing. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to deep fry it. And so it makes like a puff pastry when you deep fry it. Um, and so I made samosas, which are something that I've been missing so bad. I love samosas. And I use taro root instead of potato, but you could use sweet potato um, as well, or white potato if you do eat that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, um, yeah, and so I've been experimenting now um, with uh, different ways to cook the dough, and um, you can, it does contain one egg, so it's autoimmune friendly, but it does have one egg, which you can substitute for flax and water, yeah. uh, if you, uh, so it's even vegan, you know, wow. um, although I don't really advertise that too much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's just been so incredibly versatile that I, I just couldn't believe it, and a couple of weeks ago, um, I, uh, I was cooking the dough and I was having problems with it having a gummy center in the oven. So I just said, ah, I bunged it in the, um, microwave huh? and it cooked yeah. in the microwave and it puffed up and it has the like consistency of like real bread and it was soft and moist. I just, so I cook it in the microwave now, actually, believe it or not. And then I finish it in the oven. Um, I know some people don't like to use microwaves. So just to let you know, you can do it the traditional way in the oven. But if you're pressed for time, you know, um, actually right before I got on the phone to talk to you guys, I made a batch of hamburger rolls because uh, yeah. we're having... We're having grass-fed burgers for dinner. And um, so, yeah, I cooked them in the microwave, my, and I can smell them right now. My husband's heating them in the oven. And, uh, yeah, 15 minutes. And uh, you can make it yourself, um, which is, is great. I want it to give people the ability to make these things themselves and not have to rely on companies that are going to charge you like a lot of money gluten-free products are way too expensive and put the crap in there as well exactly they're using canola oil or there's you know soy things like that in there what i really like about this is that you can um customize it for to your own your own needs um 
and uh, and your own tastes as well. You can add fresh herbs to it, which is great. You can add honey, and I've made donuts and and uh, cinnamon buns and all kinds of things as well. So yeah, <laughs> sounds like a fantastic paleo slash primal treat uh, for those people out there. And I do know that the elusive successful paleo pizza crust is uh, is always the uh, a, a challenge for people as well. Um, we'll chuck up some links on our uh, Facebook and our social networking to that as well it's crazy cheap it's only $3.95 so it costs about as much as a big coffee and that's $3.95 US but we'll chuck some links up there help out Tara it's a great recipe and it's so versatile as well so we'll share that Um, but yeah I reckon uh, we'll throw over to Sarah now for uh, for our outro yeah I'm shaking my head because I'm just like angry hungry hearing about that (laughs) I'm distracted now it sounds delicious So we've discussed some awesome content in today's show and we really hope that you, our listeners at home, are feeling as fired up and motivated as we are. So for those of you that are ready to enlighten, empower and evolve, or if you just want to find out more about Tara, you can read about her journey and sign up to receive her newsletter at primalgirl.com. The Primal Girl website is chock full of useful resources uh, like that delicious recipe and uh, movies, websites, podcasts, um, other recipes as well. So do go and check it out. It's really a valuable resource to add to your toolkit. We also highly recommend you get your hands on a copy of Tara's book, The Hidden Plague. So this book is Tara's very own methodical, self-tested action plan to heal naturally. And anyone with HS, or if you think you could have HS, or you know someone with HS, you need to have this information right now. The Hidden Plague um, is available through Tara's website, primalgirl.com, also um, available on Amazon. So do keep up to date as Tara continues to help shape the face of health by following her on Twitter and liking her Facebook page. We we will um, post links to all of uh, these sites on our Facebook page so that you can take a look for yourselves. We like to make it nice and easy for you, so no excuses there. Um, speaking of empowerment, we have a special something lined up for those of you courageous enough to leap out of your comfort zone and uh, propel yourself to the next level of wellness. Cave Camp 2014 is coming and we've got truckloads of awesome ready for our campers. What's in store for Cave Camp? Well, to, to name a few highlights, we've got workshops from paleo nutritionist and author Claire Yates, barefoot running classes from our very own globe-trotting caveman, Dr. Brett, who will be back on the show shortly, functional fitness sessions with me, I'll put you through your paces, and uh, we've got mindset mastery and guided meditation from Steve. There will be yoga, amazing paleo food, and plenty of take home resources so you can continue your journey uh, and ensure your success in implementing what you've learned throughout the weekend at home. So come and get some hands-on practical experience from the experts, connect with your community, change your life and join the tribe at Cave Camp 2014. Tickets are strictly limited. Go and secure your place at Cave Camp now. Head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com and click on the link for Cave Camp. Thanks again to today's guest, Tara Grant. You've been absolutely amazing, Tara. Your practical information and sincere inspiration in helping us reach optimum health has been such a joy to talk about Um, as always we hope you've all enjoyed the show as much as we did make sure you tell us what you think and until next week check us out on facebook and instagram share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide 
And Tara, for our listeners today of That Paleo Show, you have a special offer for your magical dough recipe. Can you tell us what it is? Uh, sure. I uh, would love to offer your listeners a 25% discount off the already low price of $3.95 US. So if you use the code PRIMALGIRL2014, um, then 25% off. I am logging in and purchasing now, Tara. Fantastic, Tara. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.